He killed two white people. And made a lefty out of another. You're listening to Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong. Welcome to episode 197 of the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is the brains of the operation, the deer stalker, Jessica Salagi. Hi, Dave. Can you believe we're almost at 200? I know. I know. That's a lot. Like, 100 seemed like a lot. But 200 seems monumental. It does. And we're going to have to do something for 200. I think we have some ideas that we just are not going to share yet because it's a surprise, but... Right, right. It'd be fun. It won't involve uh, uh, having Matt come on with horrible audio. No? (laughs) Right? (laughs) I think he's got that figured out with the new house. He's got a room he actually go into and record, but when we did 100, it was like, Eric got the audio. He was like, what the hell is this? Well, but uh, you actually went out the the weekend before Thanksgiving and uh, went quote unquote hunting. I did. I wore camo. Yeah, and saw a lot. Saw a lot of deer. I did see a lot of deer, like a couple families worth. They were beautiful, but I didn't and did shoot not, them. Did not shoot them, but you made sure to get the selfie with the camo. Well, yeah, I tried to get a selfie with the deer in the background, but technology and dusk just isn't ready for that. <laughs> you should well, you should have had Eric with you as mm-hmm. as your personal cameraman to document this momentous occasion. Yeah, I'm sure he would have loved that just to just spend his time sitting in the cold. Yeah, it was uh, pretty looking, cold. Yeah, looking at you through a camera lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds awesome, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't even know how to transition into the, into this one, but we have the Wisconsin Christmas Parade tragedy. It's terrible. I, it, yeah, last week it, it, it came, it, I guess it was during the over overnight Saturday, or, or it was Sunday, wasn't it? It was, it was a week ago yesterday that somebody drove through the Christmas Parade. So before we get into the seriousness of what happened, because it really is terrible, are we going to talk about the fact that we're having Christmas parades before Thanksgiving? Because that, like, there were several in Georgia, too, which really just grinds my gears. It's, I mean, come on. We have, like, five weekends before Christmas, after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was driving to a friend's place in Dallas uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving, and when we got to the city limits of Dallas, Connie goes, it looks like Christmas puked all, of, all over Dallas. And this is a full five days before Thanksgiving. They already have all their decorations up, all the lights up that the city does. Yeah. I mean, which that's whatever. If you want to get that stuff done so that you don't like that's one thing. But holding the actual official parades, I just it's not good juju. Well, it's one thing to get the stuff on the light poles. It's another to actually light them up. I mean, you could have them up and just kind of... That's true, too. You know, when Santa 
comes through the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, it officially opens Christmas season. Macy's but, uh, is the ribbon cutter? Oh, uh, well, that parade is, yeah. Because he comes right at the end, and they say, "There's Santa," and then you know that's that sort of thing. <laughs> it was traditionally that's the okay. We're turning the calendars forward. All right, let's just stuff ourselves stupid, watch football, and get and go shopping the next day. How old were you when you stopped believing in Santa? You know, I was having this conversation with my brother. His boys are eight, and he. Another parent told him that this is probably the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was fairly young, but I I kept my mouth shut because I have you know I have a younger brother who's a year and a half younger than I am. So that's basically when I started asking questions. Mom's like, "Well, don't spoil it for your brother." Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, now kids have you know such easy access to the internet. Like we couldn't Google is Santa real? Right. Right. You could write letters or whatever, but I'd rather rather believe in Santa and then, uh, uh, I don't know. I, at, at some point with kids in school, it was kind of an odd thing to believe in anyway, where, where I'm from, being in South Florida. One, there's, you know, a reindeer would die. Sleds don't work too well in Florida. And two... How do you explain? Because we had, we had a, a decent-sized Jewish population. Well, he skips all these kids. They must have been bad. Okay, well, <laughs> hold on a second. You, you, what do you mean sleds don't work well in Florida? He flies. Well, he's got to land sometime. On the roof. Ah. Dave, come on. Well, we did have a neighbor one time uh, make up some reindeer crap. And comes over, uh, busting in the door. He goes, you're not going to believe this. That fat ass would be, uh, let him poop on my carpet. So I'd go over and see that there's a pile of, I don't know what he made it out of, uh, uh, sitting in the floor at the, at the house next door. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, still but, tough transition to a yeah, graduation. Again, yeah, well, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, as of time of recording, we don't have... A lot of information on uh, the motive and all that stuff. But, is, I mean, is there anything more? I also don't understand doing a parade Sunday night. But I guess it's the the time with the least traffic in this area. But Wisconsin okay. can, can stay out of the damn news for a little while. Yeah, I don't know. They're They're having a tough time. I think a lot of people probably thought, I mean, obviously they made a point to make the headlines about the Christmas parade, but I'm sure there was a lot of speculation initially about what else, like what this could be related to. But I mean, five people were dead as of Monday. It's something like that. Dozens hurt. Yeah. Uh, at least one officer discharged a, a round. I guess they got to a person of interest relatively quickly. Yeah. Uh, as and of time he was of in custody. Yeah, as of time of recording, we don't know who it is, the background and all that stuff. I'm sure it will leak out. But it's, it's going to give everybody pause every time they go to one of these things. Hey, it's a good idea to keep your head on a swivel anyway, but 
you think of people getting hurt at a at a Christmas parade. Think of little kids getting hurt, uh, typically running out to to go get candy or whatever's coming off the floats and getting getting in front of one, one of these vehicles. Yeah. Uh, that 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 you think of tragedies like that, not someone deciding today's the day. Yeah, and I guess one of the vehicle, like the vehicle, hit the Milwaukee dancing grannies, which is all grandmothers from 50 to mid 70s like they are required to be a grandmother that's the only requirement to be in the in that parade and that's what the that was what the first you know line of i guess impact was it's terrible it is there's but there's there's an attack something similar happened in Gwinnett uh two weeks ago or something like that i it's not i didn't put on the outline there's not enough of the story to even to, but odd that i that i read about this thing on, on one of the local pages that this guy was is is facing like five counts of assault with a deadly weapon uh, he was using his vehicle and like hit people in their driveway and stuff like that and uh, weaponizing vehicles. This, this, and it just kind of came to me that that it was uh, uh, a similar idea. Now we don't know if, I guess, if they've got a person of interest in, in custody, it wasn't a medical emergency. No, they would have come out with that pretty quickly. I think to quell fears, if that's what it was. Right, and I don't know. We we've all seen seen the 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 video. Anybody who wants to see it, it's it's, it's available. But we have we have snippets because of course everybody's got instead of enjoying the parade, everybody's got their smartphones out uh, taping it. Uh, but you you see this thing just flying through. It's not. It, it made no attempt to to veer off. No, to, you know, not hitting a horn that you know as if it were a a a, a, a mechanical failure or something like that. So it doesn't look good for. This being any sort of of accidental happening, it doesn't look good at all. No, it's terrible. But like you and, said, go ahead. I was gonna say, and if uh, if they don't like his motivation um, or what they think is his motive, it'll get buried and and get released along with other news, like you know things going on with the holidays and stuff like that, and try to hide it. It's um, Wisconsin's had a tough time. Yeah, and we we uh, recorded about twelve hours, fourteen, fifteen hours before the Rittenhouse verdict came down. Yeah, it was very. They like didn't consider us at all. I know this is not the first time stuff like this has happened. No, it's not. We've we've had it where we record, and then like an hour later, I'm texting you going, "Damn it." <laughs> Were you surprised? I won't say I was surprised, but after after twenty six hours of deliberation over what seemed like I guess it was three days, mm-hmm. not not a full three, but it felt like they were trying to find something to hang on them so that they're not targets. I was surprised, um, because I was getting concerned after all the time that they were that they were hung and that they were going to have to do it again. I, I didn't necessarily think it was going to be a, um, a, a guilty verdict. I just, I didn't think they would come to a conclusion and 
you know, I don't think anyone wanted to go through that again. The public, the the prosecutor, the defense team, the judge, like. But well, the the judge, I think, really, really held his water well. Is there had to be a point at which this guy sees sees everything that's going on? It could have declared a mistrial with prejudice. And that would have been it. But, but he let the process play out. Yeah. And I'm sure that the defense team is uh, thanking God he didn't at this point. But his, you know, the defense attorney, the main one, Mark Richards, he did a press conference right after the verdict came out, which I'm sure most people have seen at this point. But um, and he was, you know, he, he mentioned that, like, yeah, they were they were you know pleased and excited about what had happened, and but that it hadn't really sunk in yet, which you know that totally makes sense because you know what? How long has it been? Fifteen months of planning and preparing and dealing with setbacks and and just trying to overcome everything. But as he went on and spoke over the weekend, he definitely got more refined in who he was lashing out at like rightfully and um he's just letting people have it yeah he does not give a single damn uh, about he's been inundated with death threats and that was just because of the verdict which is like the dumbest thing ever i mean so you weren't you you didn't want to kill him if the jury made a decision that you liked i mean people are so stupid but it's also why kids need to be reading books like to kill a mockingbird. They need to, to learn that every person is due a vigorous defense. You know, I, the people, people, I, we're, we're moving backwards where they're, they're going into a trial with a, with a verdict amount of what they want instead of listening to facts. Well, yes, but. And I'm not defending people for having bad news sources and not fact-checking things themselves and for not watching at least clips of the trial. But the, and, I mean, we're going to get to it in just a minute, but the, the the information that was peddled out there was incorrect by so many stations. I mean, it wasn't just like one, it wasn't just CNN, it wasn't just MSNBC, it wasn't one single pundit. Like as a, as a media conglomerate, multiple companies were peddling incorrect information about the shootings and even though there was they didn't show the videos they would show you know the clips or a couple a couple seconds of um the frames and whatnot but you know people there's a lot of people who are outraged because they don't know what happened. Like, I don't know how many people are like, his mother needs to be in jail because she drove him across state lines with an AR-15. When I mean, like, that didn't happen. That's not, but they are still, that's what they think, ha- they think that happened. They think that he, the possession of the firearm was illegal. They think, I mean, Joe Scarborough said that he shot 60 times. And, you know, the whole reason that everyone was out there was because of Jacob, Jacob Blake. And there are still people who think he's dead. And he's alive. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. The amount of misinformation that even during the trial, we, we talked about it on one of the earlier shows where exploding rounds versus versus 
full metal jacket and stuff like that. Even the judge was like, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's wrong information. Uh, like, yeah. The, the willful ignorance. And look, these media companies have acted irresponsibly. Whatever happened to the, to the standard of Edward R. Murrow and people like, report the story. This is what happened. Instead, we've got a 24-hour news cycle that have to fill with something. So they get these pundits on that all get the same talking point sheet. It's especially when uh, I liked I, I liked the Gutfeld show, Greg Gutfeld show. I liked it back when he was doing Red Eye. But every once in a while, he'll take a compilation of 10 different pundits all using the exact same line. These aren't people thinking independently for themselves. No, it's not. But, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know why certain stories get the momentum that they do. I mean, it's kind of like when we talked about the Gabby Petito stuff and, you know, like why certain cases make the news. There are, there are officer-involved shootings, you know, everywhere, and we see some of them make the news. George Floyd was a little bit different. I think that was a unique a circumstance. and uh, Thank, Thankfully, it is. Yeah, but, like... I never understand why certain cases make national headlines. It, it because this one lacked the racial component. I mean, I know there are a lot of people who thought that the victims were black. I think there's still some people who think that the victims, the people who were shot, um, you know. So, but I don't, I don't know why the media latches onto certain cases. But the Kyle Rittenhouse case. I mean, it's not very often that we see SNL pick up a case and and, and mock it um, where we have 24-hour news cycle coverage on something. Like, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why this one was, was it, other than the fact that it was an AR-15. Well, that's part of it. His age being part of it. Then they latched onto this idea of him crossing state lines. Yeah, well, the Second Amendment says the state lines don't matter for shit, but whatever. Well, but it's like living in uh, Carrollton or living in Columbus and working in Phoenix City. Crossing state lines is just going across the street. Before 9-11, hell, there were people in northern states that would cross an international border going to Canada to, to go do stuff and go back and forth with no border checks. It was just, it was, it was an open border. Um, but when they latched onto that, they, they created this narrative that this guy sought out trouble and went out of state to go do this. It never was it reported except for a couple of news outlets that his father lived in Kenosha. He spent a lot of time in Kenosha. He worked in Kenosha, uh, that this is a lot of his friends were living there that Kenosha and whatever city he actually lives in are, are border towns. You, know, you people cross over all the time just to go to the grocery store. But yeah, uh, Richards of course is furious with MSNBC and CNN furious at uh, the, any congressional member who has offered Rittenhouse a job, which is stupid. I mean, first of all, the the 
thing that Kyle Rittenhouse needs the most right now is to lay low and to be left alone. And that's going to be difficult for him for a while. And, you know, they're offering him a job or an internship or whatever because it's cool, not because... I mean, no offense to Kyle Rittenhouse, but not because he's qualified. Like, it, I mean, it's it's all about, like, how do you connect that? How, how does that, wh- what's the point? Yeah, it'd be a little different if he had been an intern. And lost his and, job it, or something. It, right. It. It, it's, and if somebody is out there and offers him a, a, a job working at a fire station or, you know, I don't, I mean, he's he's still 18 years old. He still needs to go to school to go and he still needs to figure out his life and he needs to be out of the limelight i mean stack well, is- i think he's gonna go sandman for uh first mm-hmm. and sue these media outlets as he should i mean well before we move on to the media outlets and the response to them because they're still the reason i think that he should sue them is because they're still doing nonsense but you know talking about the congressional members wanting to do stuff because it's cool or because it looks good or because it's popular. Donald Trump Jr. and the Georgia or the gun owners of America tweeted that they were going to give him a, a new rifle, which I, I support the Second Amendment without limitation. Like there is, I support it. But why would you? Why would you draw attention to this? Like this? Why would you? I mean, like it's a reward. I mean, sure, it's 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 a it's a victory that he won because he never should have been charged. But what positive for Rittenhouse or for the organization or for Donald Trump Jr. does saying we're going to give you a new rifle? What does that do? Just just do it if you want to. First of all, this kid may never pick up a rifle again. Yeah, they said he's in counseling because he's dealing with PTSD and stuff. That's that's the thing that infuriates me the most about these things is people forget that somebody, you know, it was this wasn't someone who was trained in law enforcement or in the military where those people still d- have a hard time with taking someone's life. They still cope with that in weird ways. But you're talking about someone who was 17 at the time who was not trained to do this and who who killed two people. And who everybody has made a villain of for, what is it, 18 months? Just absolutely made a villain out of him and said he shouldn't have been there. And this, this, all the stuff that we, we say when we don't victim, we don't blame the victims. We don't victim shame. We don't ask why a woman was jogging late at night through Piedmont Park. We don't do that. We say the person that victimized her was wrong. It's the same thing. He had a right, same right to be on that street as as everybody else, and I he's he's gonna end up having to change his name. Well, and let's not talk. Let's not forget about the jackasses who who protested this like over the last week or so, and were out there with rifles themselves. I mean, which I like. If you want to do do that, that's fine. It's not my style, but if you want to do that, fine. But why are you showing up to a protest? saying you want to protect the protesters and have a presence, but he was not allowed to and no one else is allowed to. Right. It's absurd. There's no logic to it. And look, the people who are protesting either are fooled into what self-defense actually means 
or they're rabble-rousing. Well, there's a lot of people who are fooled because the media response to this has been, I mean, I just kind of thought that they would have a, I thought Friday would be a day of um, headlines, commentary into the evening, and I kind of thought that the left media would just drop it because they look so stupid. Um, but they haven't. They're doubling down. I mean, the MSNBC host, Tiffany Cross, she called him a little murderous white supremacist the Sunday after the verdict came in. A little murderous white supremacist. He killed two white people. And made a le- lefty out of another. Yes. They, 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 they stick by this crap. And then there was an article... You know, they're talking. There's been so much testimony about his tears and whether it was, or not so much testimony, so much commentary about his tears and whether or not they were real. And um, there was an article on Bloomberg that said, you know, that the strategy rested on the fact that he offered tear field testimony. And even that was the headline. And then you read the article, which was actually surprisingly factual. And it said that, you know, because he said it in the press conference, the, um, Mark Richards said that they, they tested it with juries and they tested mock juries. And in one jury, he testified and with another, he didn't. It didn't say anything about tears. I mean, nothing about laying it on and being emotional. It was all about whether or not he should testify. And, but they're, they have to make the, the, the headlines, which most people don't get past to say that it rested on him being a sobbing mess. Yeah, look, He's 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 got years of therapy coming up to deal with this. Luckily, I think he'll have the money to pay for it. Well, there and I mean they're already they've been aligning. I guess they have been doing this for you know some time, but they've been aligning Kyle Rittenhouse with far right extremists and saying that those are the people who are chanting about his acquittal. Um, I mean, it was in NPR. There was this big long piece on BuzzFeed where they said that they're warning that this is going to inspire more far right extremist violence. And here, like, this is what this was. This just killed me. But the the exact excerpt from the article was the saints of the far right include the Charleston Christ Church, Poway, Pittsburgh, and El Paso shooters, and now they also include Rittenhouse. The Proud Boys, Boogaloo Boys, subscribers to the QAnon, Mass Delusion, Christian Identity Fanatics, Illegal Militant Groups, a Neo-Nazi Party, and Acceleration Terror Groups were among the buzz- those BuzzFeed News found heaping praise in channels and chats on social messaging apps. First of all, it's baffling to me that self-defense is a partisan issue. Guns, I get, but, but self-defense, like whether or not that is... That is, it is, is legitimate or not, is, it blows my mind that it's a political matter. Everything is political. Everything is. And I don't know what qualifies them to decide what being far right is. And look, we can do the same thing with the, with, with the protesters is they're being applauded by the American Communist Party, this group, it, Rittenhouse's actions stand on their own. I I don't know what his political beliefs are. And at 18, he probably doesn't know what his political beliefs are. 
Well, interestingly, I think it was on Sunday because that Tucker Carlson special aired on Monday, but they did like a little teaser and there was a quote where he said that, you know, it had race had nothing to do with it and he actually supported the BLM movement. Um, and he said that and then Chicago Sun-Times comes out and says that, you know, this was a rare opportunity to send a warning and let people know that associating with Black Lives Matter is dangerous and deadly like I just and it's still not a safe place for black Americans and I just you know the ACLU they said basically that Kyle Rittenhouse got too much protection of his civil liberties during all of this the ACLU yeah the American Civil Liberties Union thinks that someone's rights were too protected. It's, it's, yeah. It's baffling. Yeah, if, if you take people at their words of, of, what, of what things actually mean, I, I don't... The, the, the case was, was absolutely baffling. The, 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 entire, the entire way through, the, uh, the prosecution pulling a hamstring uh, as, as they're trying to run with the ball and present their case... It just it, the the whole thing was was amazing. and the process worked the way it should have. Now I don't know if Rittenhouse I don't know where the money came from to pay the lawyers. I, I believe I, it was mostly donations. Yeah, uh, was it uh, the my uh, my pillow guy or he? No, he did the bond. I think part of it, but I'm I'm pretty sure that his legal defense fund was because they talked about that on in some capacity about how it allowed them to hire a lot of experts that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to, you know. Yeah, and I agree with that. I mean, that's, I think we have more of a, a classist problem with the justice system than we, than we have a racist problem with the justice system. Sure. You, you get the justice you can afford. Yes, and specifically with this case, you know, they didn't put the experts up. A lot of them just educated the lawyers and came in and consulted and, and gave them for lack of a better word, ammunition to, to fire away at the, you know, I, I, I'm having a hard time with, I'm not, I don't, with all these puns, I was about to say shoot holes in the prosecution's um, argument, but I mean, it, they, so they were able to educate and not that the lawyers don't know everything, but it's a lot easier when you can, Speak intelligently. Yeah, as opposed to putting your finger on the trigger and pointing a gun at the jury and all that kind of stuff. But and talking about exploding ammunition. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But you know, I, it's the yeah. Even if the the experts don't testify, they were available to testify because they have to react when the prosecution acts. So if the prosecution brings something up at trial, you need to have an expert in your pocket to go, okay, as a rebuttal witness, I'm going to call this guy who's who's a professor of ballistics at whatever. You know, getting back to the to the crying and the testifying, it was Alan Dershowitz, a, prof- a retired professor at Harvard Law. Dershowitz is not a right winger. He mm-hmm. tends to be very, very measured, 
but he is not what you would call a right winger. Uh, quote, I don't think you can win a case of self-defense like this without looking the jury in the eye and persuaded the, persuading them that you were really scared. It was essential for him to take the stand. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree about trial science with a guy who taught law at Harvard. Right. But... I don't know. I... I it's just, it doesn't matter. The thing is, is like, if, whether he, whether, let's just say that all the things that have been told to us were, um, or not us, because I watched the trial, but the things that the media has peddled, you know, if he, let's, other than, other than the 60 times of firing his weapon, if he, if he was possessing the firearm illegally, if he did illegally cross state lines, if he, you know, even if Jacob Blake was dead, even if the rioters were black, it doesn't change the facts of what happened in that moment. I don't, you know, if I pick up a rock and throw it at someone when they're attacking me, that doesn't, I mean, I'm just using, like, just because he had a gun, if it was illegal, and none of those things are true, but if he had the gun illegally, it still wouldn't, he would be charged on that, but it wouldn't make this, the matter of self-defense completely moot. Right. Right. Absolutely. Doing something illegal does not entitle somebody else to kill you. And you don't have to wait until they try. Well, I'd say getting hit in the head with a skateboard means that they were trying to at least cause great bodily harm. Trying yeah, to pull pull the, your rifle away from you and the, the disarm people, you. The people on the left, though, and anyone who is anti-gun, they have this obsession. And they do it in officer-involved shootings, too. But th- there's this obsession with, like, only having... You can only use a gun when someone else has a gun. No. I, I carry a gun so that I am like one level up prepared to defend myself and can match someone who has a gun. This is a great quote. This is, if you find yourself in a fair fight, your tactics suck. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, especially for you, it's an equalizer. So, I mean, you're supposed to let me beat on you because, well, Dave doesn't have a gun. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have to wait until it gets serious enough that, you know, I think I'm about to die. So then I can shoot you. I mean, and someone was like, well, you know, the the laws are a lot of people said this, actually, the laws, self-defense laws are too broad. And we are, you know, they, they have to be that way because you can't predict what someone will do. You don't know how someone will try to you can never plan for how somebody might threaten your life. It could be with anything, not just a gun. It's, it's insane that to say that they were unarmed because anything can be used as a weapon. Anything. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. The celebrity but, response, like, I don't know why they're getting the traction uh, that they are, but I think the, the most egregious one was Rage Against the Machine. They, they shared a picture of him, on, of Rittenhouse on the stand crying, and it said... What de- what defines innocence in America? Tamir Rice was executed by police for playing with a toy. Nobody was charged. Ahmaud Arbery went jogging and was murdered in broad daylight. 
how Rittenhouse armed himself and killed people who were fighting for racial justice. He claimed self-defense. This is the settler logic of America's founding myth. Whiteness must cast itself as the victim in order to justify its violence against those resisting oppression. Welcome to Land of the Free, Home of the Brave. I like uh, Tom Morello, his music. No. I hate when he talks about anything besides music. Uh, if he's going to talk guitar theory and things like that, I listen to Tom Morello. He's, he, he's uh, I like I, angst makes really good music. So, so you know, I, I but God, I, I just every time he talks, I'm just like. Uh, I don't even want to download your music on iTunes because I, I don't want even a fraction of a penny out of my pocket going to you because you're such a jackass. And then we get the 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 Kennedy Maria Shriver. She's done. The, oh yeah, and a bad enough wife that your your husband <laughs> hooks up with the maid. Um, oh lord. I mean, <laughs> it's true. Uh, the idea that someone could be out with a semi-automatic weapon, kill people, and walk is stunning. I'm trying to take a beat to digest the Rittenhouse verdict. My son just asked me how it's possible that he didn't get charged for anything. How is it possible? I don't have an answer for him. And then, uh, like, then she said she looks forward to hearing from the jury. This is a moment for them to explain how they came to their decision. Um, I like when jurors talk because I think it's interesting, but jurors don't owe us a thing. And I thought that was very well explained by the judge. You for can sure. say he as much or as little as you want. People are not to contact you. And if you're being harassed, you let us know. We'll take care of it. I think it was great. But the, the, the Shriver quote, do you know how old her sons are? no 24 and 28 okay well first of all so this is this would uh, you're not on i don't think you're on instagram but this would be one of those memes where it's like i'll take things that your kid didn't actually say for a hundred bucks like if her kids are 24 they're either stupid or she's making that up but she's i i'm inclined to think they're stupid because she said they didn't get charged he was charged with crimes that's why we had a trial you know, they're calling her a journalist. But the, the baseline is they don't even know the difference between charged and convicted. Uh, also, she's out. She, she's outright lying. I mean, that's or it was said or, or it was typed in such a way to make an idea that it's some five year old that's sitting next to her on the couch. She said, Mommy, how can I not put the Batman in jail? Uh, that's. She knows that's the image she's creating. I should, I was curious enough. I'm like, isn't she 60? How old are her kids? I'm like, yeah, 24 and 28. Ah, ah, yeah, um, yeah. You're just trying to manipulate people's emotions in in this sort of time. And who out? Who was sitting out there on the fence, going, "My boy, I don't know whether it was self defense or not." And like. Wait a minute. What did Maria Shriver have to say about it? She went to Georgetown. She's 66. She, well, 
with her family name is not hard to get into Georgetown. I'm just saying, you would think she would have picked up a thing or two there. You'd think. You'd think being married to a to a governor, you you pick up some ideas about how laws are made, and certainly sleeping next to a uh, person, the head of the executive branch for a state larger than most of the countries on earth, she'd have picked up a thing or two. Well, and there's still, I mean, there's still this narrative that this is, um, this was vigilantism and that, you know, this unacceptable. And I mean, that's still the narrative that's being peddled. And I did like, is it Trevor Bauer? Is he the pitcher for the Dodgers? I guess he was accused of sexual assault, but he took a shot at the media and said, he tweeted, I guess it's important to know all the facts before jumping to conclusions, huh? Apparently not everything written in the media is true. So. Yeah, I mean. Hopefully he didn't sexually assault someone because I'd like to give him a plus one. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. I'm not making a lot of sexual assault, but yeah, I hope he didn't. Yeah. It sounds like Uh, that's where this is going, though. I mean, he's obviously disgusted with the media. I, I'd like to see when 2022 20, gets here that we never use the Rittenhouse uh, name again. Let him let him go and live whatever quiet life he wants to. Our next time we hear from him is next July when CNN and MSNBC settle with him. Well, I think that the number of people who protested around the country over the weekend, you know, they got a little wild in Portland and I think maybe even... New York and maybe a couple other places, but I think the number of people that showed up is indicative of the fact that this is probably going to die down. I mean, there were like 75 in Charlotte, 200 in Portland. I think I saw Chicago was the largest and um, they don't really, I don't think, I think that's because Jesse Jackson marched with them. Um but, like, some of the smaller towns had fewer than 100 people. And I say smaller. They're not – San Diego's smaller than, you know, New York and Chicago and stuff. But I, I just think people are, are going to be – they're going to they're gonna let it go because what is there to say? Right. I and, for, and as much as I'm harping on the 24-hour news cycle, the good thing about them is something else will happen and that, that'll take our attention away. And hopefully he'll, by the time he's moving moving on and, and all that stuff, he, he will be a, a, a footnote with his, within history. I don't know how he goes to college. Online. Yeah, most colleges are liberal breeding pools. What, what do you do when you show up and you're sitting in a class and you, you they're like and they're like, isn't that? Is, are you Kyle Rittenhouse? Well, uh, you know, the same day that his verdict came down, there was another Kyle Rittenhouse who was arrested for possessing child porn, which is completely unfortunate and and terribly troubling. But you know, between changing his name and then being other Kyle Rittenhouses, maybe he can find some anonymity somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. And hopefully does. I mean, he can't even marry out of the name. So, he's, 
but certainly after once once the civil stuff is taken care of, uh, go ahead and change your name to I mean, go to Kyle Smith or something. I mean, that's that's just my humble advice is not not to go seeking out trouble, and and do a name change, and wait a little while before showing showing up too many places in public because people know your face. Yeah. Uh, Chris Christie had to throw his two cents in. I mean, I, I don't disagree with him, but again, just like Shriver, nobody was sitting around going, I wonder what Chris Christie has to say. Uh, blasted prosecutors for bringing charges against Kyle Rittenhouse, claiming they were acting on the whims of the public. Do you think there's going to be federal charges brought? I don't think so. Violet, violating the rights would be the only thing they could hit him with. Or a hate crime. It'd be tough. Be real tough. Really tough to get get hate crime because he shot three people of his own race. Sure, but they could I mean, you know, we, we have so many protected classes. Um I don't know. I I hope not, but you know, the family of the of the people who were shot have said that they're going to call for, they called for that immediately. Jesse Jackson was in the, in meeting with congressional leaders to talk about it. I mean, it was just, ah, how can I profit off of this? Mm -hmm. I mean, there was even a South park about Jesse Jackson and, and, and make people kiss his butt. I mean, it's, one of the people that was in the entourage with them, okay, and Jesse Jackson was in the entourage, said that Jesse Jackson is single-handedly killing Martin Luther King's dream. It was Hosea Williams who said that years and years ago. No doubt. Actually, be, being around Thanksgiving is a good, you know, it's a good thing to remember uh, of remember him and all the great work he did to feed Atlanta's homeless in the holiday season. Uh. Eon Omar uh, shared a video to her social media Friday night, that that Friday night, claiming there was an entirely different set of rules for white people f following the F up Kyle. She's toxic. I, she's never said anything that I've ever thought was remotely like positive or productive for anyone or the United States generally. I, I can't. She's trash. So, as we're going along, we're going to get this in, too. Is This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the georgiavirtue.com. You can always count on me to prompt you, to say something to prompt you to add the disclaimer in. <laughs> yeah. She's trash. <laughs> She's trash. <laughs> so a couple lighter stories. Well, one lighter story is uh, last week, Ford released the 2022 Maverick. It's a terrible name. It's like the John yeah. McCain of trucks. No. Sarah Palin, no. Mm -mm. Yeah. It is a truck-ish thing. It's smaller than the, than the new Ranger. It's similar to the same body size as the uh, as the original uh, Ranger, as far as as far as width goes. But it's not quite car, not quite truck. You know, Honda had one of those, that kind of stuff. 
But if you're if you're a city-fied person and occasionally just need to go pick up a couple bags of sod or something like that, I mean, I guess it's it's fine. What? what? No. No. It's not a truck. It's not a truck. When I no. <laughs> <laughs> it does get up to 42 miles per gallon because it's a hybrid. Compact um, pickup. Like, that doesn't even... That's not... No. Like, trucks are, like, vroom, vroom, big, like, manly. Not like... No. He's taller than the truck in the picture. I'm taller than my truck. Not by much. I do have to. I do have to step on the a step rail to get to get at it. Yeah, but the top of the truck is like next to his shoulder. Yeah, it's it's. It's like a Camry. It's very. It's something that that, that Europeans would consider a truck. Like they need to go go down to the hardware store pick up some petunias or something. Yeah, this is to me. It's not. It's not a truck, but. The base model is in the low twenty thousand dollars range. I think it was like twenty one five for a base model. Most trucks now, well, of course, this is base model, but to go go pick up a decent truck now, eighty grand. They have hundred thousand dollar pickup trucks, which blows me away because I'm old and I still think a hundred grand should get you a house. I mean, my SUV has double the horsepower. Oh yeah, and and towing capacity. This is like it's going to sound like a like a Jetta when it's accelerating. It is available with a with a supercharger on it. It's got a little i four uh, um, engine uh, with a you know battery with electric motors and whatever. This is what the guy with the dress from Jeopardy is driving. <laughs> Neither man nor woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neither Don't buy this. Car. Do not buy this. I love Ford. I am a Ford. I was raised on Fords. I love Fords. I, I've driven a lot of Fords. Don't buy this truck. Let yeah, them that, s- send a message that this is unacceptable. All we do is freaking take the manliness away from everything. Where are all the men? We're married. They don't. No, no, no. People, <laughs> I, they're not driving these trucks. Like this is not. Mm-mm. I'm just. This is. This irritates the hell out of me. It had the. It has a tow capacity of like two thousand pounds. Uh, if it's front wheel drive. It's ugly. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. And compared to the F one fifty with a base tow capacity of five thousand pounds and high end, depending on the engine and and uh, all the other options, around is a little more than eleven thousand pounds. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what this solves or for whom it solves anything. I, I, other than if I can't, even, I'm, it doesn't have enough room to even carry carry tools for me. Like I was thinking it, it'd be cool to have a, a something that gets forty two miles a gallon to put put on the road for for uh, you know for service guys. But other other than if you're actually in town. And you already have a Ford Transit that's a, that's a city little tiny van that holds more stuff for, for a service company. Yeah, I don't know what problem this solves. It's great for towing your Pomeranian around and pulling up to the mall. The mall. Well, yeah, I mean, this isn't for a, like a working guy. 
This is yeah. The, this is the guy who has to call someone else for everything. This guy that's got to get help to change his tire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it, I guess there is a market for it then, because I've seen a lot of man buns, or as I call them, douche knots. Nice. That's just nice. <laughs> Uh, this week on ESPN Films, uh, SEC Films, they're going to talk about Bobby Hoppy, and what kind of ties us to, into Georgia. Bobby Hoppy, it was a was a standout in the f- late fifties, uh, p- playing running back, I believe, for Auburn. Won a national championship in nineteen fifty seven. Also, nineteen fifty seven, he shot a moonshiner or bootlegger. I'm not sure which. And uh, and killed him. This with this hungover's head for uh, for a while. Finally, he hired Matlock. He hired uh, Bobby Lee Cook, who died this year in his late nineties. A very distinguished uh, career, but he was the Southern guy that. They based Matlock on, and he got, I, I don't think he got a straight-up acquittal. I think he got a uh, hung jury. But that's going to be something to, if, if you if you like the intersection of kind of sports and history, it should be a pretty cool documentary to check out. Amen. Sports ball. Sports ball. Yay, sports ball. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got to, I've got to uh, cheer for history or something else because my sports ball team just fired their head coach. Which team is that? Florida Gators. Oh, because they suck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, couldn't couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag. Yeah. It's tough. My life will go on. Yeah. So, Jessica, as we wind down this with Thanksgiving leftovers, you got any closing thoughts? Yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to um, Wendy Wine. She's from Michigan. Um, and she was sentenced to prison, I guess, last week. Or, well, I don't know if she's been sentenced yet, but she was convicted. Um, and so we're waiting on it. She doesn't have a criminal record. But she uh, was charged with solicitation of murder because she tried to have her ex-husband killed. And she used the website rentahitman.com. And filled out a service request, um, you know, asking for someone to take out her ex-husband and and gave all the information and and whatnot. And she agreed to pay $5,000 for it and uh, gave a $200 down payment. And she's, I guess, shocked that she got caught. Um, But Rentahitman.com. Yeah. Like that sounds like something the 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 police would set up to catch people who want to hire a hitman. Like that doesn't even sound like it doesn't sound legit to me. Wow, renttohitman.com. Mm-hmm. That's another I, reason why women shouldn't hold elected office. They can't even, I mean, really like that's that's the best you can do. findacop.com. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're a hitman, takes $200 down payment and is only charging you five grand. Not a hitman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, oh yeah, I'll take, I'll take the $200 right now. Oh, okay. There you go. 
then they yell like blueberry waffles and everybody comes in and arrests you. Mm-hmm. Which Good they did. Lord. Yeah, I'll, make, I'll make my my disappointing gator season my closing thought. So, thank you very much for, for listening. Thank you to Jessica Slodgy, the awesome brains, the operations. Eric Cumbie, the man that makes any of this even hardly listenable to. Listenable? Uh, listenable. Yes. <laughs> Last week I came up with Taxoline. Now I it's like listenable. <laughs> I liked that. So, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.